conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. It's 12 minutes past five. No, in fact, yeah, 12 minutes past five. Preliminary results show a 9% decrease in the rate of murder in the Western Cape. The rates in the Western Cape, uh, because er- or some areas that recorded decreases, including Atlantis, Bishop Levis, Guguletu, Harari, Kailicha, Mfuleni, and Samora Michelle. Areas like Delft, Mitchell's Plain, Yanga, and Philippi, though, recorded an increase. Western Cape says some of the decrease can be attributed to its Law Enforcement Advancement Plan, or LEAP. The program's seen more officers deployed in areas that struggle with crime. Eight of the areas that are LEAP precincts have seen a decrease. Five have seen an increase. Let's talk to the Western Cape's MEC for Police Oversight and Community Safety, Regan Allen. MEC, thank you very much for joining us. 9% decrease sounds fantastic, but when you, you hear that some are going down, some are going up, it's it's the ones that are going up that we've got to worry about. John, good speaking to you and good afternoon to all the listeners indeed. Uh, on the one hand, we have seen that when we consider the amount of SAPS officers that we have in our province in 2018, 71% of our, of our precincts have less officers now than what we had in 2018. So in 2019, the Premier of the Western State, Alan Windy, had to step in, had to step up, and we have been form, um, formulated our Western State safety plan. A component of that safety plan is the law enforcement advancement plan, mm. which is the law, which is the lead officers. We have 1,300 of our lead officers working in our priority areas, and I am delighted, John, that we have seen these decreases. But also concerned that some of our areas are still seeing increases. I'm from an area called Mitchell Spring, for example, mm. so I'm definitely alarmed um, that we are still seeing increases in that regard. But there is a story to it, John that when we consider the crime stats in the last quarter, we have seen that murder has been increasing by 26.1% across our country. 26.1% across our country. Here in the Western Cape, we are seeing those reductions, which we are obviously very happy about, but still one murder is, is one murder to many charges. Take me back. What are these LEAP officers, how, and how are they different from Cape Town Metro Police? They are working in partnership with the South African Police Service. They are a force multiplier. They work under the command of the South African Police Service. They are right. trained law enforcement officers, but they are working on data and on evidence. What that essentially means is that we deploy our LEAP officers where the need is the highest. For example, we have taken out our, our data from sources like the forensic, uh, Western Cape Forensic Science Lab, when we know when murders occur, where it occurs, so that we can ultimately deploy visible policing as a deterrent, but also make sure that we track those cases. But more importantly, we are working alongside all our safety stakeholders. And we have seen when we have 17,500 dedicated neighborhood watch members that act as the eyes and ears on the ground, we are working with our CPFs, we are working with these communities to ensure that there is force multipliers, there is collaboration and an integration of, of, of what we ultimately need to achieve. Mm. So, so it is working together, coming to, coming to a community and bringing all available resources ultimately to help and assist. 16,500 individuals have been arrested by these LEAP officers. Are those being prosecuted successfully? Sadly. John, and I want to state for the record, we are having um, engagements with the NPA as well in that regard because we are not seeing enough um, convictions in our view. Uh, We obviously understand that in terms of the criminal justice system that we are one component because one, the lead officers making the risk 
for example. That particular document is handed over to the South African Police Service for the detective services to do their job. And sadly, our detectives here are sitting with a case load of 250 dockets per detective, which makes the mm. workload virtually impossible. But that, that is part of what we have been trying to achieve in terms of our policing needs and priorities, which we table to the National Minister, which forms part of our, of our call for more policing powers mm. to be devolved to a province because we would want our policing needs and priorities to be taken into account and not choices made all the way in Pretoria. That was going to be my next question, MEC. Are you still battling with national governments about the policing in the Western Cape? We are still battling. It's a fight. It's a good fight that we are taking up. And I have received one particular letter now from KZN as well. And the KZN counterparts is wanting to visit us um, so that they can learn from our best practices and the experiences that we have had here in the um, in the Western Cape. We have already had engagements, preliminary engagements with other provinces as well. Mm. Because on the onset and to listeners, it will make sense, John, that the policing needs and a province should ultimately have more say in terms of how police officers operate and work within the particular province. So that is a call we are consistently making. We are saying we want to take that responsibility. We are wanting to be held accountable in that regard. But even more so, John, in the current uh, constitutional framework, I've been very clear that our oversight role that we currently have, it must lead to better service delivery. Otherwise, I would be failing. So I would want to ensure that we are able to show that mm. we are capable, and that is a fight that we are continuing to, to take up. It makes sense. The Constitution allows for that policy to, uh, to be amended and to change. Um, so that is definitely what we are continuing to go for. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of, of the areas. You've released the percentages that crime or murders have decreased and increased. Is it just criminals just moving from Atlantis and moving out of Arari and out of Umfalani and moving into Mitchell's Plain and Younger? Not necessarily. Um, what we have seen is that when we look at the city of Cape Town, for example, and we look at our rural areas, there we have been able to see in our analysis that crime is shifting. But it's very difficult uh, to, from an academic level, indicate that it's because a certain gang has moved away from the city of Cape Town mm. into a rural area. But the specific question that you are asking is that we have in our analysis seen that there is gang violence in some of those areas. Whenever a gang leader or a gang member is, is killed or is attacked, there is normally retaliation right. and it leads to a turf war. And so we've seen in those particular areas where there has been increased in gang violence, and that is also part of our strategy in terms of, of addressing gun violence when, when we consider that um, so many, and it's currently 44% of our, of our murders that occur is due to illegal firearms. So it's all part of the strategy to get those illegal firearms off our streets, but also to manage from a proactive point of view. So if mm. a murder happens, uh, for the deployment to be in an area for an area to be stabilized so that there isn't um, recurring shootings and, and killings. And sadly, often um, it might be a innocent person um, that is wounded or killed. Um, and that is why we are consistently saying the criminal justice system, in terms of getting these unscrupulous um, gangsters and murderers off our streets, they must be convicted and they must actually land up behind bars where they rightly 
um, deserve to be. What are you doing in the Western Cape? It's, and and when when you sit in your, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the politi- correct political term for it. When all the MECs get together, and mm. you discuss how to stop murders in in these areas, and these areas are notorious for that. You're just community safety, but there's so much more. You need social welfare to come in. You need safe places. You need uh, a lot of other things to be involved. What is the Western Cape government doing to make Mitchell's Plain and Inyanga safer places than they have been for decades? Thank you so much for this particular question, John. Um, I've opened up this particular um, the remarks in my opening um, answer in that we have a Western Cape safety plan. And in the Western Cape safety plan, each and every department has a role to play towards safety. Mm-hmm. John, when I talk about our amount of known drug houses and the need to shut down those drug houses, I'm so aware that there's also a demand for drugs. And then the Department of Social Development has the responsibility to address the demand for drugs, for example. Mm. Also, we have our Department of Cultural Affairs and Sport playing a role in terms of getting young people into cultural activities, into sport, um, where education needs to ensure that in our hotspot areas, that the retention rate when young people stay in school for as long as possible to give them the best leg up, the best hand up um, out of a life of crime, it is that integration, that whole of government approach. And and, and as we have indicated on, on, on previous occasions, we are seeing steady progress in those long, um, into those mid and, and long interventions that's still taking shape, but it's a consistent effort. Each and everyone has a responsibility, and that is as a safety lead mm. in the province, that is ultimately what I'm consistently speaking about what I'm consistently advocating for, that each one has a role to play. That's why I'm so delighted when more and more community members are standing up and saying that they are too wanting to play a role. So each department, like you have said, has a role to play because it's not only when, when the person has committed crime, mm. but it's also Stop them from doing what yes, to stop it to be more proactive. Yeah. And that is what I've seen in Mitchell's Spring growing up, the need um, for that, and that is what we are definitely seeing and what we have in the safety plan. Uh, the Western Capes and Cape Town in particular are very proud of their tourism. But last week I was in Cape Town for a week and I wanted to walk across to a place that I have pizza every time I go to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And the hotel warned me not to walk at night in Cape Town. And yeah, I'm a local. I can handle myself. I can see what's mm-hmm. coming. Uh, a foreigner, not necessarily, because you know they're on holiday and they're a little bit more relaxed. Yes. It's not great for that small business if hotels are telling people not to go to their small business? Mm. No, most definitely. And even in this particular role, and I'm occupying this role for the last 13 months, I've had consistent engagements with our consular core as well. Mm. And we have fostered those working relationships around communication that is shared. We have even now seen during the festive season when as a department we could step up and appoint tourist safety officers right. in order to be in those hotspot areas that locals and our visitors yeah. um, uh, visit. And that is always about how we are stepping up. John, we are doing amazing work in terms of our canine units when we consider uh, the canine units that we have put uh, in our province. And there's a reduction of 38% in the canine units allocated by the South African Police Service. So it's always about how we are adding in these layers in order to ensure that there is safety. But you must please let me know the next time you are here. <laughs> uh, I will come and patrol that area. <laughs> and what, what irritated me the most, MEC, and I'm going to ask you a serious question in a moment. What irritated me the most is like it was a proper tourist area. 
You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like I was out in in an outlying area. It was it's and I guess that's why the criminals are there because they know that they are going to be easy targets. So and, it, and, it's and opportunistic yeah, criminals. Yeah. They see someone being occupied on this phone, they might take a chance. That's right. Them. Okay. Um. Do you have the budget for all of this, MEC? It's all very well saying I want to reduce murder rate by half by 2029. Uh, are the taxpayers buying into this, and and are the is the finance ministry getting involved as well? We are seeing whenever there is a budget and a budget that is unfunded. I think for many listeners, they will be fully aware that SAPS and policing is a national competency and that policing competency doesn't rest at a provincial Mm. level. We have had to take budget from other departments in order to put this uh, um, our deep offices on the ground. But it is a matter of, of looking at our priorities, what we need to do. And the Premier was very adamant, considering that we have, probably have, in terms of the raw data and the amount of SAPS offices, we are probably 20 years behind in terms of the amount of SAPS offices that we need. So we've had to step up, but we are seeing the successes. And the budget um, is there for the next financial year over the over the interest period, and we will continue uh, to make the budget available. And on our stance, and, and making it back to the devolution call, uh, we firmly believe that once the devolution should occur, uh, that particular budget that is resting at national should then be um, earmarked to the various provinces mm-hmm. so that we can ultimately see a better implementation of the budget. But we are making the resources available. It is difficult considering that yarn year uh, budgets are not increasing in terms of, of actual uh, um, numbers, mm. um, but that is definitely something that we are continuing to take up in terms of our equitable share um, in our parliament, um, in the legislature, in order to ensure that the Western Cape residents get what they ultimately deserve. Um, oh, quickly, somebody's just, Leletu is talking about the um, the recent bylaw removing the destitutes in the city of Cape Town. What is what is the latest with that? We continue to work with the city of Cape Town in that regard. Uh, the city um, is the custodian of, of all bylaws. Um, I know in terms of, of a court judgment, um, mm. and that particular matter is still playing out in court. Uh, but whenever there's any matter with regards to our oversight role, we take that up with the city, we take that up with Metro Police right. and with the South African Police Service because I want to see our oversight lead to be the service delivery to show that we are competent to actually take over um, the South African Police Service and actually implement a policing strategy that will fit the need and the priority here in our province. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where it has to be this holistic approach. It's all very well p- punishing homeless people, but they need a place to go. That's why they are homeless. Yes, right. most definitely when we consider the work that social development is doing. Mm. And I can say for the record, John, I was very pleased six months ago to hear that there was six safe houses um, that was set up uh, by social development when when properties were made available by public works, and none of our other provinces took up that um, offer in order to to have safe houses and to have these additional houses where the homeless can go. But we obviously know um, it is still a, a daunting task, um, and there's such a lot of variables that play um, in that space as well. But social development, the city of Cape Town, is working also tirelessly in that regard. MEC for the Western Capes Police Oversight and Community Safety, Regan Allen, thank you very much.